0: I'm Sam Mitchell and this is Thundercast. Mm-hmm. On today's episode we talk talking to Miss Liebacher, who's a senior teacher at Eastern Green. So how are you doing today, Miss Liebacher? Not too bad. How are you, Sam? I'm all right. So my first question to you is who or what inspired you to become a teacher?
1: Well, I had two teachers when I was in high school that sort of changed everything for me. The first one was Mr. Keller. He was 10th grade English. He also did yearbook and literary magazine, and it was his room that everybody hung out in. And I will never forget, he did the Friends Romans Countrymen speech from Julius Caesar, and I think every single one of us was in tears by the time he was done. That was kind of the moment I realized that whatever you did with your words, if you did it right— you could really affect people and convince them to do your will or not, as the case may be. And then I had Mrs. Betty Bell. I, we always called her Betty Bell. She hated it. Um, she was my Brit Litt teacher, my creative writing teacher in senior year. And she turned me on to the... British literature that I ended up focusing on in college and that I actually kind of still love teaching today.
0: Now, what do you find fascinating about yearbook? Um, I accidentally was not
1: involved in the yearbook as an underclassman in high school. And then right before my senior year, the person who was set to be our editor uh, moved out of the district. And Mr. Keller called me and said, So you've done lit mag. Would you like to be the editor of the yearbook? And so I learned on the fly with a skeleton staff. And pretty much if it was between the hours of three o'clock and seven o'clock on a school night, I was probably in Mr. Keller's room working on the yearbook.
0: Now, did you have any previous occupations before Eastern Green?
1: Um, I've done a lot of different things. Um, I've worked as a solderer in a wire shop for concert sound systems. I've done office assisting. I've been a secretary. I've done graphic design. I've been a technical writer. I edited a college newspaper for a while, and I was even a ballroom dance instructor at one time. Wow. Wow. Want to teach us a little ballroom?
0: Want to tell us how to do that a little
1: Uh, bit? I'm a little rusty. I don't don't think I still have all
0: the moves down. All right. That's fine. (laughs) Now, out of curiosity, how did you come figure out about Eastern Green? My husband's from Bloomfield, and we were living in upstate
1: New York, and we knew we wanted to move home once we had my older daughter. And he got a job at the Monroe County Public Library, and I was frantically looking for a teaching job, which is hard to do in the middle of a school year. And the day that my husband drove the U-Haul away from our house in New York to move out here to Indiana, there was an English position posted on the Eastern Green website, and a friend of my sister-in-law's emailed it to her. She emailed it to me, and I think it was maybe two hours before I had my resume out and on Mr. Lewis's desk.
0: So, Is there anything that surprised you about Eastern Green?
1: Well, I mean, we spent a lot of time visiting Green County, and we knew that we wanted to live in this district and raise our girls in this district district. It was a lot like where I grew up. And obviously with my husband being from Bloomfield, it was similar to that. I was really surprised. Mullets are very popular here and they're not ironic. They were kind of a thing in the 90s where I grew up in Pennsylvania and they went out and they haven't really come back. So I was really surprised to see how many mullets were here at Eastern Green. I also just love how much opportunity there is for our kids to do like really high level CTE or trade classes and how many of our students can get college credits before they even graduate from Eastern.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, they definitely do good with that, I gotta say. Now, who has the best mullet I used to read if you had to pick one person? Oh
1: my goodness, this year? Oh, I don't know if I can rule on that because there's hardcore mullet rivalry happening in the senior hallway this year. Definitely some honorable mentions, but I don't know if I could pick just one mullet to reign supreme.
0: Gotcha, would I look in a mullet?
1: I don't know. Grow it out, Sam. We'll see. All right. I'll do that.
0: (laughs) Has teaching like taught you anything from a person's standpoint?
1: Oh, yes. I, as if you've had me in class, as you know, I have a raging ADHD. Teaching has really given me that flexibility and organization and self-discipline that's really hard for people that have ADHD to have. I've had to develop it under fire. So that's been really good for me personally. But it's also taught me a lot of compassion. It's easy to say, oh, don't judge people because you don't know what's actually happening in their real lives. But I see that every day in my classroom that I need to approach everyone with compassion. It's a really good reminder. You
0: have to step in sometimes and be the person to help them through this or whatever they're going through.
1: I try to at least be a safe spot to say, yeah, I know it's not really great for you right now, but you're here and that
0: matters. As long as you're here, that matters. I try. You definitely do try. Now, you also, before you taught English, taught sophomores when they had to move to senior year. So what is the difference between teaching sophomores and seniors?
1: We have a kind of a running joke that at the beginning of the school year, juniors are just sophomores with a tan, and seniors are just juniors with a tan. What do you mean by that? Sophomores are still a little bit sweet and a little bit goofy and a little bit, I don't want to say childlike because that's not what I mean, but they just bring an intensity of attention to things. The seniors are a little cooler. They're a little smoother. They've started to figure the world out, and they're really growing into the people they're finally going to be. So they're just the same but older.
0: It's just they want to understand the world better than the others. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, well, sophomores like to goof off and then do all their work at the last minute, and some of the seniors have figured out to do their work first and then they can chill afterwards. But That's a lesson everybody has to figure out somewhere. They gotta learn it the hard way. Yeah. Seniors have mostly learned that lesson by
0: now. I think they did. I think I have at least. So, now how do you help students in and out of the classroom? Or how do you try to at least?
1: I try to figure out if my kids need anything. Like, if you need school supplies, I've always got a stash in my room. If I don't have the supply you need, let me know and I'll grab it for you from Teacher's Warehouse and stuff like that. In the classroom, I just try to get to know my students and figure out what they need from me instructionally. If I can see you're having a bad day, I try to give you some space to cope with whatever's bumming you out before I try to make you focus on English. I always just try to meet my students where they're at and then help them go from there.
0: You try to like develop the connections with them that they so deserve.
1: I do try. I don't always make a connection with everybody, but
0: no, I try make, to know
1: a little something about it. If you everybody. make
0: one student happy, you're good to go.
1: Yeah, I'll take that one for the win.
0: Yeah, you'll take one for win, one day at a time, right? Nope. In your curriculum, what's your favorite thing to teach?
1: Well, I'm a huge Brit Lit nerd, so teaching senior English is perfect for me because I love British literature mostly. So it's really hard for me to pick just one thing. I liked when I was doing sophomores, I had a lot of time to do like creative projects at the end of novels that we read. I loved the mask projects that we did at the end of Lord of the Flies or the Deadly Sins project for The Scarlet Letter. But in Brit Lit, it's really the literature. I love Beowulf. I love Chaucer. I love Shakespeare. I love all those things that often give seniors fits in English. It Yeah, you probably
0: like to torture us sometimes as well. Oh, maybe a little. <laughs> I don't think a little. I think sometimes a lot. <laughs> but anyway. Shh, don't okay. tell them that, Sam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now with British literature, actually, probably with British literature, you'd also do that big author project?
1: Yes. Uh, I, I don't always do that, but this year we're doing it up.
0: How do you think that's going actually so far?
1: It's, I think it's working out. So far, I have had really interesting conversations with a lot of my students and stuff I just plain didn't know about authors that I've been teaching for years. So my students are uncovering really interesting information that's kind of changing how I view the literature that I know and love from our curriculum. So,
0: Yes, definitely. For my author, I picked James Herbert, and I'm already learning a lot about him and why he was a really good horror author.
1: Yeah, and he's somebody I hadn't ever heard of before because we spend a lot of our time before the 20th century. So um, I love that I'm learning about modern British
0: authors too. Definitely. I, I wanted to do something new. I didn't want to pick something from the board. It was nothing against you guys wanna try stand no, out from the Oh, I pack. thought it was
1: a great choice.
0: Thank you. So now also I think something that people love about you and I think why this school is loves you for is probably you got one of the biggest personalities <laughs> at this school and I totally mean that as a compliment. So and I love it too. Some days I need that. So but have you always had that enthusiastic personality? If not, did it develop over time?
1: I mean, I've kind of always been hyper. I've kind of always been the big goofball, nerd girl, geek kid. But I really love what I do. I love being a teacher. I thrive on being here and seeing my students and watching kids grow. And in a small school like Eastern, I can watch people year to year to year to year and kind of everybody knows everybody. So It's a natural fit for me, and I love being part of the hype squad because I know how much I need somebody to cheerlead for me some days. So if I can hype somebody up on a
0: day when they need it, so much the better it works out. It does. Now, I know some of your famous catchphrases like rotten noodle. I remember that one. (laughs) Don't be that kid. Don't be that kid. Which is your favorite, though, out of the ones Um, you say, or it could be one of those two, any one you say.
1: Rule number one is no bleeding, puking, or dying in Mrs. Leibacher's class.
0: That's your favorite?
1: That's my favorite because those are things we just don't do in my classroom.
0: Got it. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. What is the most rewarding and most difficult part of teaching?
1: They're kind of two sides of the same coin. I get to see kids growing into who they're going to be every single day. And I joke about it, but I'm a blubbering mess at graduation because – I've gotten to know you and I've gotten to watch you grow into who you are and whether we get along all the time or not, I care about my students and seeing them hit that stage and get their diploma, whether it was easy for them and they're going on to college or whether it was hard for them and they're just barely getting out of here. It is no small achievement and getting to be a part of that is super awesome.
0: After 12 years of school, I bet, honestly, it is an achievement. I'm about ready to graduate myself. It
1: really is. And it's, it's nothing to be disregarded for anybody. It's a huge achievement. And I'm just so proud of all my kids every year.
0: Thank you. It's um, not easy because some don't make it there. And that's yeah. hard, but. And that's the
1: hard thing is that so many of my kids have so much life going on that school is really hard for them. And I hate to see those kids struggle.
0: And I do too. Believe me, I hate yeah. it myself. Now, out of curiosity, with that, I know recently we had like a community incident, which we won't won't get into Mm -hmm. details, but when incidents like those happen, Mm -hmm. or like, because I bet other incidents have happened in the past, how do you help those students?
1: Same thing I do every day, just try to be a safe space for whatever the kids need. If you need some downtime, I try to be the safe space for you to get it. If you need somebody to say, I see you, and I notice you, and I care about you, then I'm going to be that teacher too.
0: It just all depends on that student. It really does. Yep. Now, just for fun, what do you enjoy to do outside of teaching (laughs) out of the classroom and Um, just in life?
1: I joke that I have two tiny humans and that takes up all of my time. I do really enjoy hanging out with my family. I do crafting as I can. I sew, I knit, I crochet, I Get into all sorts of trouble at Joann's. I like to cook. We're working on building our gardens so that I can get back to growing and preserving our own food. I hang out with some of my oldest friends every week. We have a Zoom game night every week that is kind of the highlight of my week right now.
0: You basically do the old woman stuff, right?
1: Uh, Pretty much.
0: That's okay, though. We all Uh. have different hobbies. (laughs) Now, this is the last question. What kind of like impact do you hope to leave At Eastern Green, and what legacy do you want to leave? What is your biggest footmark or footprint you want to leave before you go out of here?
1: Well, it's going to be a minute. I figure I plan to retire from Eastern Green, and I'm solidly mid-career, so that's like another 15 years of torturing students and loving on them in the halls. I hope that there's some kids every year... That no, I was the teacher that helped them, or that they came in and went out better at something from my classroom, or they found something new that they liked, or they remember
0: one little thing for the rest of their lives just because of me. I'll remember the no puking, bleeding, dying thing. No
1: bleeding, puking, or dying.
0: <laughs> that and I'll probably remember a Lord of the Flies and during sophomore. That was really fun. I didn't
1: even get to teach you Lord of the Flies I was sophomore. Mad year. At that. I'm still I was mad. Really
0: mad. <laughs> I was, but it was still fun. I think you would have been happy with my reaction oh
1: I wish I could have seen it
0: but I'm glad if you were there you would have had the opportunity and I'm glad I got to do it at least still so I think that's all do you have anything you'd like to say before we get out of here
1: oh no just thanks for having me it's an unlooked for honor and I'm super excited to be part of the
0: Thundercast of course thank you so much thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast please tune in for our next episode coming very soon if you have any suggestions or comments please email us at thundercast.egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and podcast All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission or rights reserved.